At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The following is an exclusive presentation of the Carolina Panthers and the National Football League. Yeah! Touchdown! This is Panther Talk with head coach Matt Rule, presented by Morris Jenkins. Mr. Jenkins told me the Panthers make him proud, and he's honored to support the team. When your plumbing or air conditioning is acting up, call Morris Jenkins or visit morrisjenkins.com. We're just trying to say who plays fast, who's physical, who's courageous at the point of attack, who does their job. And we're trying to then, you know, just extrapolate that out into the games. And without preseason games, it's hard, but it, it, it is what it is. It's all we have. So we have to just really pay attention to each rep and see who's doing what we ask, who has the talent to be, you know, to be a starter, but also who's doing what we ask in terms of how hard and how physical and how well we play. And now, along with Jim Zoki and Eugene Robinson, here's Mick Mixon with Panthers Facility, America Stadium. As this collection of athletes strives to become a team, we start the show with the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, Matt Rule, who joins us to come in. An NFL roster this time of year is a kind of a living, breathing thing. It can be fluid. Some changes to it just today, which we'll get into later. But what sense do you have right now as to what kind of identity and character your first Panther football team is going to embody? Well, I think I, I certainly feel really good about the character of our team. Uh, you know, these guys have these guys have sacrificed uh, through a through a through a pandemic. You know, they've. They've given their time. They've made good decisions. They've worked hard. Um, I, I couldn't be prouder to be associated with them. And um, you know, they're they're a, they're a young group that are, that's led by some some great you know veteran leaders. And um, I, I'm excited to see them play. I think they'll get better and better as, as time goes on. And and I think they're going to play with energy and passion and excitement. And uh, you know, I'm 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 anxious to get on the field with them. Hey, Coach, this is uh, Eugene. You had an unprecedented draft, all defensive players. So what holes did you immediately want to address defensively when you saw this team, the 2020 Panthers? 
Well, I think, um, you know, th- this was a team last year that, that had a lot of guys in the last year of their contract and, and all really good players, but, you know, just financially for us, just hard to keep everybody. So, you know, I think as we got into free agency, but then certainly as we got into the draft, I mean, you know, I think we we're, we're probably going to start four rookie players, you know, from that draft. And, um, you know, whether that's three or four, I'm not exactly sure, but, but, um, you know, we, we, we drafted guys to be starters. We drafted guys to come in and, and, and play right off the bat. And, um, um, you know, KK and I were talking on the field the other day that there is no red shirt year. There is no like, Hey, you know, catch your breath year, get used to the NFL year. This is, this is a group that's going to have to come in and play right away. And, um, you know, that, that's, that, that can be daunting, but at the same time, you look at you, you, you look at it and they were drafted that way for a reason. And, um, you know, so we need those guys to go out and play their best football. And the good thing is, is we have some veteran guys on defense that, um, that can hopefully lead them and, um, teach them, teach them the way to do things. And, and then and hopefully we can pretty quickly, you know, get our, get our legs underneath us and, 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 and play to the level that we're all capable of. Hey coach, it's uh, Jim Zoki. We'll keep it on defense here. And while we're talking some of these young defensive players, we've heard a lot about Jeremy Chin, some of your thoughts about him heading into his first game and also with the Eli Apple hamstring injury, Troy pride jr. And what you're seeing out of those two defensive backs. Well, you know, um, um, Chin's just a special young man. I mean, he, he works at a high level every day. He's tremendously versatile. He, you know, he can play at the second level. He can play at the third level. He can, I mean, he's just really, really a special athlete. And so I think, I think, you know, we're going to be able to use his versatility in a myriad of ways and, and he plays hard. He's only going to get better and better and better. And then, you know, obviously Eli's had some injuries, you know, we, we put him down today, um, you know, on IR. So hopefully at some point, you know, he'll have a chance to, you know, maybe come back or, you know, get healthy. That's the most important thing for him is to get healthy. And, you know, Troy's been running with the ones for a while now. And, um, you know, he's a, he's a fast, explosive athlete. He works really hard at the game, takes it very, very, very seriously. And, um, you know, his best football is ahead of him. So, you know, he has to adapt and adjust to, you know, the NFL game. He's got to get out there and play. But he has the talent to do it and he has the mindset to do it. So, shoot, let's go do it. Let's, let's, let's go out there and play. And um, I'm, 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 I'm excited to watch him. I think he's uh, – I think he's got all the things that you need, and, and uh, he, he just has to go out there and, 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 and get on the field and make it happen. Does this defense coach rule have the kind of burst and, and foot speed that could make it a pretty aggressive unit and the ability to dial up some different ways to pressure opposing passers? Well, I mean, I think the biggest thing is we, you know, we have you know, just a natural pass rush between you know, Burns and Haynes and Weatherly and KK and you know, Derek Brown, I mean, you know, just with a four-man rush, I think we're, we're going to have hopefully have the ability to, to get pressure. And that was true last year. I mean, I think it was 50-some sacks last year for the Carolina Panthers. That's a, that's a tremendous number. That, that usually equates to about 10 to 12 wins for a team. Um, really, really, the the challenge for us is going to be stopping the run. You know, last year we were, you know, we struggled. We were 5.16 a carry, which is one of the worst in the NFL. And so, you know, what we're challenging our guys with is, you know, go go be great rushing the passer. Let's go be great, you know, flying around the field. But we're also going to have to, you know, kind of hang in there and, and hold our gap and play physical, tough football and stop the run. And so, um, you know, we, we've got the young guys to do it. We have the vets to do it. Um, it's just a matter of it's just a matter of going out there and doing it. And it's not. You know, sometimes that's not the pretty, you know, that's not the pretty stuff. You know, you, you don't pay a lot of attention to somebody who holds a double team, but it makes a difference. And that's what's going to take for us to win. It's not just doing the, the fun stuff that everyone notices. It's going to be about our guys doing the gritty, tough stuff that uh, 
that uh, that winners do. And coach, I want to stay right on that defense too, if I can, because you mentioned something about the double team. Some, last year we didn't see the double team as much because it was in that three-four system. Now you change it back to that four-three system, which works. Can you talk about just the difference between the four-three and the three-four, and how the four-three, I think, in my opinion, stops to run a little bit better? Yeah, you know, I think I think just the way I look at it is, you know, so much of football now is 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 nickel football. Is you know, t- other teams getting in eleven personnel, getting in, you know, um, you know, you, you uh, us going to a four down structure anyway. So, you know, the the three four, it's it's a great defense, but you know, you you basically have to get out of it when you play against the eleven personnel teams anyway. Once you go to sub, once you go to nickel, so it just makes more sense to me to to get to get have the same defense being run all the time and. Um, you know, we, we, we want to we want to put two big, strong, physical guys on yes. the inside that can they can eat up double teams and get up the field and, and let our linebackers run and and um, you know we think we have them in KK and Derek Brown and Zach Kerr and Bravion Roy. We got some big physical guys and so we're gonna put two guys on the inside and, and, and let them go attack and, and um, hope that, that allows our linebackers to run and, and, and be sideline to sideline type players. Well, Coach, of course, typically by now, uh, every team would have had four preseason games to kind of work through everything, including you know the game day operations and communications within a coaching staff, which you've assembled a great staff here. And I know Joe Brady was still talking last week if he'll be in the booth or on the field is still to, to be determined in his mind. How much have you guys been able to simulate and kind of work as a staff on, on just those kind of mechanics of, of calling a clean game with the players out there when, when Sunday rolls around? You know, we did it last Friday, and we're gonna ha- we're going to have to do it again as a staff on our own. And then we'll go back through the pregame with the players one more time. Um, you know, that that's that's one of those things that you miss, you know, and, and what you don't want to do is you don't want to get out there in the first game. And, you know, I, I firmly believe that the first thing that you have to do to win a football game is just not beat yourself. You know, no self-inflicted wounds, no negative plays, no penalties, no, you know, loaves, missed assignments, drops. And that starts with the coaching staff, you know, them, as you said so well, calling a clean game. And uh, um, so we're, we're going to make sure that we go back through it one more time you know, the great thing is we have we have a staff that works well together. Um, we don't have a lot of egos. We just have a lot of guys that like to work. But just making sure that everything is clean from the, from the from the you know getting in and out of the locker room to 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 the end of the game, making sure that you know we make it all football and don't make anything a distraction. Matt Rule live on Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins, along with Coach Rule. It's Mick, the Zoke, and Jeannie Rob. Coach, how much of a tactical advantage will you start the game with against the Raiders on Sunday? with your Panthers being so brand new that the Raiders may not know exactly how you're going to attack and defend. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's an advantage. You know, I've tried, I've tried to protect that, you know, as, as people have asked me questions in the media, I've tried to be, you know, a little bit coy, which is not really my way. I, I prefer just to be transparent, but um, you know, in a year where there are no preseason games, um, you know, I think people have an idea of what we're going to do, but not exactly. And so, so it's definitely an advantage. Now that being said, once the game gets started, you know, it comes down to blocking and tackling. It comes down to, you know, who turns the ball over, who takes it away, all those different things. And so we want to make sure that we don't ever try to be too cute. You know, we just want to go out and play good football and, and let our let our, let our our play speak for itself. But it is an advantage, and it's one that, you know, we're going to try to take advantage of, um, you know, just trying to keep things quiet until we get to the game and then get to the game and go out there. And, and, and as I told our guys, you know, it's, it's never about the opponent. We have a lot of respect for them, but it's always about us. We're going to. We're going to make sure that we go play our best, you know, prepare our best this week and then try to go play our best. And, Coach, uh, let's throw the offense side of the ball. Are you excited about this, the, the skill set that you have assembled from a, 
from an offensive standpoint, running back and receiver, particularly in, in Coach Brady's system where it's a spread system where you can go empty backfield, you get three receivers to one side, all bunch. You ha- you have different looks that you can uh, that you can kind of disguise and also that you can utilize. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think um, I think uh, you know Joe's system's one that 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 is predicated on getting the ball to different players, you know, and getting the ball spread out, you know, throughout the, throughout the, uh, throughout the offense. You know, we don't want to be a team that people can look at us and say, well, just take away this one guy or take away these two guys, but rather we want to, we want to be an offensive. You say, Hey, we have to take away, you know, the, the, the whole group. And when you have a guy like Christian McCaffrey, obviously he commands attention. DJ Moore has done some great things. Curtis has done some great things. You add in Robbie now, and, and hopefully that's a, it's really a triumvirate of receivers that, that, that can spread the field and, and um, I really have liked the, uh, the, the the training camp of Chris Manhurts. You know, he's a tremendous blocker who's grown as a pass catcher. Uh, Ian Thomas, you know, coming off an injury, you know, we, we, we like the things that he can do. Alex Arm has been a weapon as a fullback. So, you know, we, we, we want to be uh, we want to be an offense that can that can uh, that can obviously run the football when it's needed, but be explosive. And, and uh, I think uh, I think I think we have the weapons and we put up the weapons around Teddy to go do so. Coach, to get into the Raiders a little bit coming up in a few days here. As we're talking about your offense, we'll look at their defense a little bit. But they added uh, Nick Kwiatkowski and Corey Littleton at linebacker. They drafted Damon Arnett, so they got two big physical corners with Mullen, the former Clemson Tiger there. So they, they've really got a lot of team speed, it looks like, as far as what they maybe have added in this offseason to what they're doing defensively with the Raiders. Yeah, you know, I mean, this is a passing league, and they, they've, they've certainly um... – you know, they certainly, with, with with the additions that they've had, they've certainly added to their ability to take away the pass. And, you know, Littleton, someone that, you know, as you said, that's really really that hybrid feature linebacker that's, that's you know, starting to enter the NFL, a guy that can defend the run, but then at the same time cover tight ends and, 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 and running backs. And so, um, you know, they have a tremendous front. You know, they're, they're hard to block. They've been hard to run the ball against. So, you know, there'll, there'll be a lot of challenges, uh, both personnel-wise and schematically, that, uh, that our guys will have to conquer. Great words, Coach. We'll end it with you there. Thanks so much for being on the show, and look forward to these uh, weekly visits, and good luck as you continue your preparations this week for the Raiders game. Sounds great. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it, Coach. Matt Rule brought to you by Morris Jenkins. Outstanding. So our goal is to start the show off strong and then uh, get better from there. We've got some cool stuff for you. You'll meet Kristen Balboni later on, our sideline reporter, content provider for Panthers.com, and live uh, just after the bottom of the hour, Marty Herney, the general manager of the Carolina Panthers. Stay tuned. More Panther talk right after this on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me to always make it easy for the customer. That's you. A live person will always be here to answer the phone. We're here till midnight, seven days a week. So you never have to take off work. And it's the same price as in the daytime. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. You're going to love these people. I guarantee it. Go to MorrisJenkins.com. This is Panther Talk. Presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. He sacked at the 16. Bobbles the ball. Ball's loose. Picked up by the Carolina Panthers. Now throws in zone. Yes. And it's caught. Touchdown. Yes. And the Panthers have done it. We just don't want to be a team that picks and chooses when we play. You know, that's just, you know, when you see us play, you don't want to know if, hey, they, you don't want it to be, hey, they're winning or losing when you watch just by watching them. You want it to be like, 
you can't tell if we're winning by 20 or losing by 20 when you see us play. That's that's truly playing the game at the, you know, at the, at the purest form. And so um, we don't want to make a lot of decisions about, okay, I feel like playing right now. I don't feel like playing. We just want to go out there and be the same guy every day. Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins, continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Broadcast Roundtable brought to you by GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. I think the Raiders staff is going to have one of the hardest week one scouts in the NFL because of how new the Panthers will be. On the other side, though, see if you guys agree with me on this. The Raiders have a big Mm O-line, rugged, road-grading O-line. So don't you think that their game plan, their scout will be – I mean, the Panther scout on them will be pretty easy. So, Eugene, Jim, do the Panthers have the – are the Panthers heavy enough in the trousers up front to stop the run and keep from getting rooted out of there? Absolutely. Yes, they are. And I'll tell you why. Because with the addition of Brown and then uh, then the advent of K.K. Short back in the mix, K.K. Short is one of the best defensive tackles in the league, really adept at the double team, really adept at keeping that – keeping that guard and that center off that middle linebacker so the middle linebacker when that used to be Luke Kuechly can go ahead and eat. I think that's what we're missing. I think going back to that 4-3 really shores this up and allow the linebackers to go ahead and float and run and go make plays and eat. And that's what I think Coach Rule is doing. So I know that's a tough offensive line, but here it is, Mick. They've only had 118 yards. You would think with that offensive line, they would be average 140 yards per game. That's not the case. 118, that's respectable, but I don't think it's as, as big as you may think it may be because with the addition of the guys I just mentioned, I think that stops that. I think Richie Incognito played when you were playing, Eugene. He's yes, he was. <laughs> <laughs> that, he by, was. Speaking of which, Jason Witten's on this team, too. So I know, he, Jason Witten's on the team, too. Yeah. I think he was actually a sophomore when you were a freshman, but yeah, that's, uh, that's going back a while there, too. And if that's not enough defensive weight up front, Bravey and Roy – Yes. We'll see if he's active on game day or not, but uh, you're talking about 330 pounds there, the rookie out of Baylor, and Zach Kerr, uh, who they've uh, really like. liked a lot in this uh, preseason camp that they've been uh, working through here. And they like to run, as you mentioned, uh, Josh Jacobs, the rookie out of Alabama last year. He was he was terrific. Uh, but beyond him, you know, they made some moves this week, and, and they're down to Richard, who's basically a third down back, kick returner, punt returner. Basically, Jacobs is the running game for the yes. Raiders. Yeah, they cut their third-round draft choice before he'd even played a single snap. And uh, Mike Mayock got uh, tattooed a little bit for that by some of the media that covers the Raiders. Derek Carr, I don't. I'm, Derek Carr compl- can complete passes on you, and he's had some great moments. But he seems to me like he leads the free world in the two-yard completion. He's just always checking it down. Mm-hmm. He's 70%, and you would think with that accuracy of 70%, you're like, oh, man, these guys are eating it up. But he's really not eating it up. I mean, you're absolutely right, uh, Mick. They're good, but they're just not as great as the numbers would would tell you on 70% accuracy and, and, and completion. Uh, he's at 100. Uh, his quarterback rating is right at 100. So you think that, man, these guys are putting in work. They were 7-9 and nine last year. This team was 7-9. and nine. Mm-hmm. And so this team has the potential – and I bet you if you're looking at their coaching staff, their coaching staff is saying, man, we got a lot of potential, but got a lot of stuff on paper. But paper doesn't play football games. Football players make football plays, and you got to go out there and prove it each day and, and day out. And so I like our chances really against this ball club. It'll be interesting to see how much in this first game they utilize Henry Ruggs 
out of Alabama. He's like a four-two-seven guy. So Burner. that is, if it is a two-yard pass, he can make it into a much longer one if they throw that kind of a pass. But he'll be the Z, and he'll he can fly. Obviously, he was the first receiver off the board in this draft, and that it's a lot of more like possession kind of guys like Hunter Renfro, former Clemson yep. Tiger. Uh, from ECU, Zay Jones is now there. He's been with Buffalo. He bounced around the league a little bit. Nelson Aguilar. Aguilar, so, Aguilar so they have yeah. again that one big running back, and now this speedy receiver who's playing his first game. Be interesting to see if Troy Pride ends up with him being a four-four guy. Uh, if that ends up being a matchup throughout the afternoon. And Mick, what you really really do is you just change your defense. You go, you do some cover two, some cover six. You you rotate that corner down and get a guy in his face. Have the safeties get a little bit deep. Rush your backers right there, and now you just nullify speed. You just took away the speed of guys running the you know running down the football fast football field fast four two and four three. I was going to say exactly that same thing, although probably not as well. It will be interesting to see too how the Panthers match up, whether they go field corner, boundary corner, or will they go uh, our best corner, our best cover corner on what they think will be their most dangerous mid range and deep threat. We shall see. It's Panther Talk, brought to you by Morris Jenkins. We'll come back with more. Right after this on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. This is Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Angles to the near side, touchdown. Right side, he's in, touchdown. 20, 10, 5, <laughs> and a touchdown. Football's a game of mistakes, and, and teams get way and way better as the year goes on, which, which you'll see, I think, in the National Football League this year is who teams are in week one with no preseason games is not who they're going to be. And we know, you know, we've been we've been practicing together for, you know, three weeks now in terms of actual football. Um, we haven't been together real long. We'll get better and better and better. So it's not really the mistakes. To me, though, at the end of the day, at your core as a football player, we want to be some, we want to be a team that that always plays hard and always plays with passion and energy and excitement. Back to Mick Mixon, Jim Zoki, and Eugene Robinson with Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. So much news in the offseason, the hiring of Matt Rule, Teddy Bridgewater, stories everywhere you look, the draft for the Panthers, all defensive players, but all of that white noise obscured the blockbuster story of the offseason, and that was that the Carolina Panthers, your Carolina Panthers, convinced Kristen Elena Balboni to return home from Chicago to join us as our sideline reporter and content provider. How did we do that deal with you, Kristen? Well, Mick, I'm honored that you would say that, and I'm also honored that you know my middle name. When I first met you, you knew my middle name, and that's just a, a byproduct of the research that you put into everything um, it was actually me approaching the Panthers. I've been a fan of the team, and my husband and I wanted to come home to North Carolina to be closer to family. And I said, boy, if I could ever get a shot to work for the Panthers, I'm just going to toss this out there and, and see if if it sticks or if anyone knows anything. And by gosh, it worked, and I'm here. It timed up great, and your resume is impressive. Southern Pines, UNC. Uh, stops in uh, L.A., Bristol, Connecticut, Chicago most recently. What did you learn working on the Mike and Mike show at ESPN? I learned so much. I learned professionalism. I learned uh, how hard it is to talk every day for four hours. Mick, I think you know a little something about that. It is it is not an easy task, and then to make it look easy is even harder. So that, those are things that I learned, um, being nice to people, treating everyone with respect, and 
again, I think it's so much about the hard work that goes into everything. I saw those two broadcasting titans come in every single day at four in the morning, work really, really hard, and just enjoy themselves. As you like to say, it's not it's not rocket science. Uh, we're not you know changing lives in in any big way. So we should have fun with it. So you go to L.A. for a while. I do. And L.A. is not for everybody. What was your time out there like? Oh, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. We lived near the beach. Uh, I had a great working family with Fox Sports. A lot of people that I am still very close with. We still play fantasy football. And I made some of my best friends out there. And McGill, like this, it was a big UNC group out there of uh, transplanted Tar Heels and we actually all watch Panthers games together. So big North Carolina influence in my L.A. friend group, and I just absolutely love my time there. I've read about you, Kristen Balboni, that you came to this to, to the on-air side of this industry kind of through the research uh, side of things. What does that do? What does your love of kind of getting into the nuance and the minutia do to your on-air presentation? I think it helps. I think it helps you find an edge. I love to find stories or stats that no one has been talking about and present them. I love to talk about them with the person I'm interviewing and say, hey, I read this. Kind of kind of like you knowing my middle name. That's the kind of stuff that I love to find out about people, whether it be a story, whether it be a stat. Um, I love to dig and uncover. And I think it just has always helped my confidence to know as much as I can about the game or the subject or the team that I'm covering. And that just makes me feel more confident and secure on air. One more question about you, and then we'll talk a little bit of football here on Panther Talk. Kristen Balboni, our guest, our sideline reporter on the radio side, and you've already seen her, I'm sure, on .com. Who is Lucille, and why is she important to you? Uh, Lucille is the uh, head of the family at my house. She is my six-pound adopted chihuahua. We think she's at least a chihuahua. She's a stray. Uh, We adopted her as an adult at age five. She's about 10 years old now, and boy, does she run the show at my house. She's the best. What's your first training camp been like? You know, it's funny. I've heard so much from other people about how different it is. But since I don't know any different, I think it's been great. Um, I got to say, I appreciate the cooler temperatures. I've heard about how hot it gets down there at Wofford. And, Mick, I know you love the heat. But I am not someone that loves the heat. So it's been kind of nice to go out there in the mornings here at the practice field, 70s, and get to see the team in a, in a, a weather-friendly environment. Has it hit you yet, Kristen Valboni, that you'll be a sideline reporter who is barred from the sideline? I would like to be called a moat reporter going forward. That's what they've designated that operational zone, that row one. I've heard it uh, referred to as the moat. So, Mick, when you throw down to me, I would like you to say our moat reporter, Kristen Balboni. Sponsorship opportunities there somewhere. (laughs) We'll have to figure that out. Uh, Kristen, the the football team overall, you've talked to many of the coaches this this was right in your wheelhouse, I thought, because um, so many Zoom interviews that you archive with so many of the new coaches and players as well. So what's a favorite, before we wrap up this visit with you, what's a favorite story or two or, or, or figure or two that you got to know during your work this spring? I really enjoyed getting to know defensive coordinator Phil Snow. You and I have had interactions with him, and he's such a, a football guy, for lack of a better term, you can tell he's a, a longtime D coordinator, longtime coach, loves to talk ball. But I really got to dig in and find out a little bit about what he likes to do off the field. He loves to golf. Um, his son is a great golfer. He grew up on a ranch, if I'm not mistaken. 
And he said, you know, that's how I grew up. So I don't mind getting up at five o'clock in the morning and talking about football because I was doing that at this ranch that I grew up on. Uh, So I just really enjoyed getting to know him a little bit. And I think I might be one of the few people that's gotten to do that here, you know, because a lot of his interviews are, are, he's talking football. So it was neat to kind of pull back the curtain on him a little bit. And I think he's a fun guy. I think so. Speaking of fun, you know what this is all about, right? The Zoke, your humble correspondent, yourself, David Langton, our support people. You've joined a group of people, a fraternity of people that take what we do seriously, but we don't take ourselves overly seriously. I think you're going to fit in great, and we're going to have some fun. So welcome to the team. Well, Mick, you and I share uh, an office space, and we've gotten to work together before, and I've tried to play it cool, but I have to say I am so honored to get to work with you this season and and the rest of our crew. I mean, this is just a dream come true for me. You've played it. That's a surprise for me to hear. So you've played it very, very cool. I've tried to. I've tried to. I, You know, I walked in for my interview. You were one of the first people I saw, and I went, that's Mick Nixon. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And you knew my middle name. You knew my middle name then. Like most people said, that's Mick Nixon. And, geez, listening to him on the radio, I always thought maybe he might have actually played a sport. Ba-doom-sh. All right, Kristen. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Stay with us. Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins, continues after this. Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins, continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Oh, yeah, yeah, baby. It's time. Time to talk to the general manager of the Carolina Panthers, Marty Herney, who joins us now live on the line Marty, what do you like? I know the roster is changing and continually evolving kind of this time of year, like we said with Coach Rule. But what do you like about the uh, the, the roster that, that the Panthers have right now? Well, I think, you know, if you scripted this weekend, Mick, the, the way we, we scripted it, everything kind of fell right. We, we um, you know, we basically have 10 offensive linemen, 10 defensive linemen, and I think that – that's something you like just because you have to be strong up front. I think we felt good about both sides of the ball up front. So we went heavy rest, roster wise there. Um, we have nine rookies on the 53, I think, uh, and 16 basically on the 69. And, you know, we've talked all along about it being a 69 man roster. And I think if you look at our practice squad, you can go through and, and at each position, we'd like a guy that we can bring up there if somebody gets hurt. So, I think that, um, you know, you like the fact that I, I think we have some depth up front and we have some practice squad guys who can come in and, and uh, help us if there's, if there's injuries. Marty, this is Eugene. How has not having preseason games affecting the decision-making process when it comes to assembling this team? I think – Around the league, Eugene, you can see there are less claims. I think there were 17 players claimed Saturday. We claimed three. The Giants claimed three. I think that not being able to see a, a lot of the players in preseason, there were a lot of rookies cut on Saturday. Um, I think for us, it just, I think the way we practiced, I think that Matt's practices were structured. They were great evaluation sessions for us. And I think that um, you know, you never know until you really get, especially with the young guys, see them in game situations. But we had a great opportunity to evaluate guys. Um, and then, you know, we had some guys that, you know, had some connections with, with 
um, other teams. Pat Stewart, our director of player personnel, was was up in Philly. So we liked Rasul Douglas, the corner. We liked Sharif Miller, the DN, and he was able to give us, you know, a, a, a personal up close view of him because he was there um, the last couple of years. So, um, you know, I, I think that it just, uh, you know, you'd like it, you'd like to think it helped you, but I think that we just felt very good about the players that we kept. Marty, does it feel almost like in some ways a training camp roster still in that you mentioned the 69? I mean, those veteran guys, heck, Josh McCown's on a practice squad. As far as just the comfort level you have of having those 16 players and a lot of veteran guys, is that in terms of obviously what everyone's dealing with across the league, uh, but for you kind of make it a little bit easier and, and give you a lot of depth there to be able to have that situation? Well, that's it, Jim. You know, a lot of your injury replacements are going to come from that 16-player practice squad just because of, you know, the amount of time it would take to, to bring somebody in from the outside and put them through the tre- testing process. So, you know, I, I think that was important and we stress that the whole training camp is, you know, let's put the best practice squad together that we can. And I think we we're fortunate. We thought that I don't think we thought we get all those guys that, that we wanted, but we did. It's, you know, it's funny. It's this weekend's a little bit of a chess match. And um, we saw that today where, you know, you in order to put guys on injured reserve and them have the ability to come back to the 53 you had to wait until 401 on Sunday to put them down. Well, when you wanted to claim players, you had to claim the players by noon on Sunday and make the cor- corresponding move immediately. So, you know, we, we cut a player like um, F.A. Obata and, you know, crossed our fingers that he cleared and he did, and we re-signed him back on the roster today. So, you know, you have to take some educated risks through the weekend. We did, and and they all seemed to work out for us. Marty Herney on Panther Talk Live. These two guys, Jim and Eugene, Marty, sometimes they will pile on me when I make a suggestion or make a football comment, and it's borderline bullying what they do. <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong. But it's for but good reason. I don't care. So I'm going to just say what I think and get you to respond. I left Friday's practice thinking, because I had doubts about Will Greer. I'm just going to be honest. wondered if he could function. And I left – Friday left here Friday thinking he has come a million miles. Am I totally wrong? Will's had a very good camp, as as has PJ Walker, and I think we feel very fortunate. We have three quarterbacks that you know, and obviously Teddy's the starter, and we have two young backup quarterbacks that have done extremely well in camp. And you know, Joe Gibbs always said you'd never really know about quarterbacks until the lights come on, and that's where. The preseason games, the lack of preseason games has kind of, you know, you'd like to see those guys in in games. But I think we feel very fortunate that three three quarterbacks and two young backup quarterbacks that we really like. And no, you're not wrong, Mick. He is. Will, Will has had a very good camp, as has PJ. And the Carolina fan, uh, uh, fans here were screaming, man, we need Isaiah Simmons. We need Isaiah Simmons. You guys pick up a guy, Jeremy Chin, who is absolutely fabulous in my opinion. Can you talk about what, by not taking Isaiah Simmons and going with Brown, and how that leaves yourself with a Jeremy Chin who can actually do all the same things that Isaiah Simmons was doing in Clemson University, at Clemson University? Well, we kind of had a plan, Eugene. I know sometimes people don't think so, but he was definitely part of it, and he is a very impressive young man. 
has a lot of position versatility, you know, can play linebacker, can play safety. Mm. You're right. He can, he can make plays all over the field. And we've been very pleased with his versatility and, and we knew he had the skill set. but this kid's attitude is just phenomenal. I mean, he just comes every day. He's a pro already as a rookie and we're extremely pleased with him. Well, Marty, you mentioned uh, the fact that F.A. Obata was brought back today, and that was a really a corresponding move to the fact that Eli Apple is placed on the reserve injured list. So timing-wise, what do you think with Apple as far as what you're being told from the medical staff right now? And then talk some about Troy Pride Jr. and uh, the confidence level in this young rookie and his speed that he brings. Yeah, I, hopefully Eli's not long, but, you know, you can – when you put a guy on injured reserve like we did after we got past 4 o'clock yesterday – you know, you can bring him back after three weeks. That's a rule change this year. So, you know, if uh, after three games, so him and, and Keith Kirkwood and shoot, we, we carried Keith, you know, for the last three weeks of training camp with this in mind as well. So that flexibility will help us down the road. And we hope Eli can come back as soon as, as uh, possible. And, you know, hopefully maybe even after those first three games, we'll just take it. Um, kind of day-to-day and week-to-week on that. But I think Troy Prods had a good camp. I mean, again, he's another one of those guys that has come in with a professional attitude and and uh, he can run. He's got a skill set. I think he's gotten better every every week. I think our, our uh, secondary coaches have done a tremendous job with, you know, our young corners, not only him, but uh, Stanley Thomas Oliver and and, you know, that's a position group that we're young. We need, you know, we needed experience. Um, that's why, you know, Rasul Douglas being there, he gives us a little size. He gives us a bare corner and a guy who has started some games in this league and, and, um, and played a lot the, the three years since he was drafted. So, um, you know, that's a group that I think will get better continuously as we go. But Troy Pride has had a very good camp. Marty, fantastic. Thanks for being on the show. We always enjoy you. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate it. Marty Harney, general manager of the Carolina Panthers. What would you say, Eugene? In fact, don't say it. I will get your comments after the break. Jeremy Chin, 4-4-5-40, 41-inch vertical leap, Mm. and he is the nephew of Steve Atwater. My goodness. Mm. How about that? Hall of Fame safety. (laughs) Safety again, talk. again, we'll wait, get, we'll wait and get up. your comments after the break. <laughs> yeah, so just hold on to those vocal exhortations <laughs> for just a short moment. And we continue with Panther Talk next. This is the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me to always make it easy for the customer. That's you. A live person will always be here to answer the phone. We're here till midnight, seven days a week. So you never have to take off work. And it's the same price as in the daytime. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. You're going to love these people. I guarantee it. Go to MorrisJenkins.com. This is Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Remember when Florida State first got into the Atlantic Coast Conference, Bobby Bowden Seminoles just appeared to be playing with different DNA than the other teams in the league. And you could run the perfect play, have a receiver running free, and do everything right offensively, and they didn't care. I mean, somebody was going to run you down 
you were in the open field for a second, and then somebody faster than you came and ran you down. And you might gain 15 yards, but you weren't going to take it to the house. And I remember thinking this whole thing about speed kills, guys that can really run, that closing speed on D, is real. So, Eugene, the Zoak, could the Carolina Panthers and, and this unit's ability to run uh, and close space help this team this year, maybe surprise some folks? Absolutely. I mean, you do, you're right. Speed does kill. And speed with execution and the academics of football, I mean, it really is lethal. And, and that's exactly what you want. You want speed in the right place. You, that's at the corners. That's at the receiver position. That's at the running back position. You want quickness to, to be associated with that also. And the Carolina Panthers have it. They have it on offense and on defense and on special teams. Now the question is putting it all together. You know, and I think that the fact we might get a little slower start because there's been, been no preseason games. I keep going back to that. No preseason games. No preseason games. And so the start might be a little bit rough and rocky a little bit. However, once we start getting into the season, I would I would expect that speed to emerge on the field. Yep, fast and physical. Got to be both, right? Can't just be Deion Sanders. That's right. <laughs> you got to be able to tackle sometimes out there. Injury updates are brought to you by Ortho Carolina from uh, a practice today on a Monday with the extra day to get ready for the Raiders. Uh, Dennis Daly uh, with the ankle injury was not in there today. Eli Apple we talked about with Marty on reserve injured with dealing with a foot ankle injury. Ian Thomas with a toe injury and Shaq Thompson with a groin injury. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care, your way. The three of us have put our heads together, uh, socially distanced, of course. We have the perfect game plan to <laughs> defeat not the together. Raiders, and we'll <laughs> lay together. that out for you when we come back in just a second. Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins, continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. This guy came up to me at the big box store, grabbed me by my lapels and said, you tell Coach Rule for me, get the ball to McCaffrey. As if that would had not occurred to Did you say unhand me, sir, Panthers. and slap his hand away? <laughs> I, I scoff at <laughs> you, Unhand sir. me, sir. <laughs> you can. Hit him with your glove, man. We have a pandemic going on, my God. What I'm thinking about, though, is cleanliness. And it's easy to say, it's easy to give lip service to, but um, what, to what degree do you guys think this has got a chance to be an intelligent, clean, well-coached, pretty sound football team that doesn't look at a lot of turnovers, a lot of first and 15s because of a, of a simple five, that kind of thing? I think you, the operative word is clean. I mean, playing clean football is always you know, mistake-free. It's always the goal, always the object. And I think with Coach Rule and the staff, I think you absolutely have that. I think you got a, a staff that really does uh, pay attention to the details and, and extremely meticulous. And so I want to see that unveiled. I want to see that what that looks like. And we'll get a chance this week to see what that looks like. I agree. I think it's uh, that's what's being preached. Of course, things happen in the heat of battle on a football field that can change some of those at, at moments and not in a broad stroke way. But Coach said that very same thing. The last thing you want to do is go out there and beat yourself. So you're playing the Raiders. You don't want to have to beat the Raiders and beat the Panthers both and beat the referees. Sometimes the referees get in there. But uh, I think yeah, this will be a team that uh, will be conditioned uh, mentally and be sharp uh, to not give away those simple fives and do things like that. A lot of it starts with Teddy Bridgewater, too. He, yeah. The way he gets the way he – and I think he sees things. I mean, he's not just, just slinging it. I mean, I think he can process – and, uh, oh, man, it's going to be exciting. <laughs> good gosh, I feel like I could run down the field, cover a daggum kickoff right nah, now. Nah, we're good. No, that's all right. 
<laughs> We're good. We're good. I'm sick to death of being bullied by you, Joders. All right. Great show, Eugene. Great show this Oak. Appreciate it. For DL, for Wendell, for Byron, for Podcast Matt, this is Mick Mixon. See you next time for another Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. This has been Panther Talk with head coach Matt Rule, presented by Morris Jenkins. Mr. Jenkins told me that he loves football and he looks forward to this show all week. When your plumbing or air conditioning is acting up, call Morris Jenkins or visit morrisjenkins.com. Panther Talk. Panther Talk. Panther Talk. This is the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.